beautiful people hello 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 i am jared the football genius burgess and i am stephanie fitzpatrick aka the advantage coach and we got a guest yes yes introduce yourself to the people sir i'm (laughs) abdul shamsuddin out of new york city living in atlanta and i'm happy to be here on field to the real podcast Thank you, man. Love we appreciate it. it. Thank you. We appreciate you being here with us. Look, I'll, make sure, I'll make sure I got the name right. right yeah, you did it right. <laughs> you got it right. Well, look, it's right behind us in case you need right. it. Right. right. Yeah, but I see it's, like, it's like pieced out a little bit. Oh, okay. oh that's okay. I did, I did see that kind of show up on my, uh, my end. Yeah. But man, the funny story is we've been trying to get you on this podcast for about a year now. Yeah. And it's been that long that fast? It's wow. been that yeah. long. Because you remember... Um, when I first talked to you about it, I want to say it was before the pandemic hit. Yeah, yeah it was. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It was before the pandemic hit. And then yep. the pandemic hit, things got crazy. Um, yeah. And it is, it's taking this long. I mean, we, we definitely could have had you on sooner, but it's taking this long, <laughs> man. But I'm excited to have you on one because um, um, I'm a fan of basketball. Well, I'm, I'm, my love is football. Um, but I'm a fan of basketball. And so being able to, you know, um, right. kind of talk to you about just how you got to the game of basketball. Like, what, what was your route to the it's, game of basketball? It's funny because I didn't play ball until I was a junior in high school. Mm. I was really? six foot eight, 16 mm. years old. I used to go to all boys school called Cardinal Hayes in the Bronx, New York. I had transferred over from... Cardinal Hayes, which is an all-boy private school. I was an F student. I was commuting mm-hmm. from Staten Island at the time, which was like two hours to get there. So it was like, it was a lot for me. You know, the, the dress code was different. You know, my gear was crazy. I was getting laughed at on the train, on the bus. I had to take the, <laughs> I had to take the bus to the boat, the Staten Island Ferry, the ferry mm-hmm. to the train and then to the city and take an hour ride straight up to the Bronx. So it's hard on, a, you know, freshman, sophomore, you know, and your gear ain't right, high water pants, I'm growing <laughs> every summer. So I ended up transferring to school, had moved to Staten Island as a freshman, and so the commute was different. And I transferred to my junior year, went to an all-white school called Tottenville High School, predominantly white, I'll say that. It might have been 2% minority. Okay. 4,000 kids in this high school. Mm. On Staten Island, which is mafioso Italian, way out, way out in the island. Yeah. Yeah, and I went there, and I said, you know, I'm, I'm in the hallway, and somebody was like, "There's a coach named Evan Pickman, who used to coach at the community college. He's known to be real fiery, real good. Mm-hmm. He, he's a winner. Why don't you try to play for him?" I was like, "I don't know." He said, "Yo, he could make you a star." And my a friend of mine could say he could make you a star. I'm like, "All right, whatever. I don't play ball. I wasn't even playing ball in the park. Nothing." I was just about to ask and you. I that. saw him in the hallway one time, one time, and I said, "Yo, I heard you could make me a star." And he <laughs> said, "Well, do you play?" I said, "I don't play." He said, "Well, can you dunk?" I said, "I never tried." So he gave me a ball. He took me to the rim. He said, "Just put it in the basket. Let me see something." <laughs> I jumped up and put it in with, you know, with two hands, relatively easy. He said, "You're an athlete." And then after that, 
everything changed. Wow. Wow. So my my junior year, I'm playing. Mind you, I'm like the only black kid on team. And everybody expected me to be the dude, you know, the savior. So I'm I'm playing. It was hard for me because, you know, I was scared to death. Everybody's coming for me. Little dude's trying to dunk on me. So I, I finally learned how to block a shot here and there. I averaged like five points, about six rebounds or seven rebounds, and maybe one, two blocks. And this means that like I'm brand new to the game. Oh, wow. My high school coach said, listen, Oh, you, you, uh -oh. you hit the mute button. We can't hear you. You hear me now? Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. If you if you stick with me, if you go to the camps, if you do like I need you to do, um, you know, you could get better. We keep working. We believe in it. So I went to five-star basketball camp. I used to run the hills two, three o'clock in the morning by the house, sneak out the house, go, you know, <laughs> go to come get me, give me a whooping all the way back home. 4 a.m. <laughs> my mom was Muslim. They Muslim, so they you know was real strict household. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I went to, I went to all Jewish camp in the summer called Kutch's Sports Academy, which is a private school for Jewish kids. Okay. And um, I went there, not a private school, a, a, a camp, a rich kid camp that they stayed there for a whole summer. So I went there all summer, got out the city, got out of New York. Played, played against the older guys, played against the counselors. I came back, man, after that summer, and I was like 23 points, 14 rebounds, seven blocks a game. I was an honorable wow. mention McDonald's All-American, and that was it. I caught fire. I had like 120-something scholarship offers by the time I was midway through the wow. uh, second season. So That's it right there. That's a blessing. Yeah. yeah. And I ended up playing with a cat named – I played AAU – that going into my senior year, I played AAU for a team called Riverside Church, which is famous for the uh, Kenny Anderson. Mm -hmm. uh, all these guys come through there. So a guy named Malik Seeley used to play. Yes. So that was my AAU teammate. He, he died in that car crash. Yeah, he was his house. Uh, Moses Scurry, who played at UNLV. Malik Seeley played at St. John's. I got. I ended up going to Providence. So we, my AAU team had about 12 players, 11, D, 11 D, Division One players. Wow, so, that's impressive. Out of New York. So that everything changed for me within four, within two years of playing ball. Really, a year and a half because you know you play, and then the next summer you know you play like four or five months, and then you mm -hmm. summertime. Right. And yeah, so everything changed for me, man. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Nobody go from nobody to top five players in New York City. You could you couldn't tell me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> tell me nothing. You hear me? Yeah. yeah, that was that was destiny. That's that was, yeah, that's that all was. it was. That's why I, I I firmly believe that anybody who's listening, yeah. if it's meant for you, it's gonna be for you, no matter that's what nobody right. says. Yeah. That's right. But but it's not given. If you put the work in and it's meant for you, at some point, something good gonna happen for you. Right. Because mm -hmm. the part if you missed it, people was he was sneaking out of the house, running hills two and yeah. three in the morning working yeah. on the game that he knew he found a passion for. So that's why it I, worked out. Like you would have just been like, well, I'm six, eight, they'll be good. Like, no, you worked wow. at it. So that makes a difference. So right. not just being athletic, tall, whatever your assets are, you got to work. And so that's right. the part, that part. And, 
and that a part is I used to shovel the snow and the ice on in the park off the whatever space it was, just so I could shoot free throws and make layups because you know wintertime. Right. <laughs> like, literally, um, hands force bitten. Like literally, I was out there. Wow. Because I really I was so afraid to not be good anymore. Like to not be good mm -hmm. that I. Like I really ate, slept, and dreamt it, and I really visual, visualization is real because I would put is. pictures and stuff on the wall of Charles Barkley, Michael Jordan when it was like coming out of high school. I mean, coming out of college, you know, Street and Smith magazine. I'm like, one day I'm gonna be in a magazine. That's one it. day I'm I'm gonna be they're gonna call my name on a you know on a TV or one day I'm gonna get a scholarship. That's and my first offer was from Fairfield University. They wrote me a letter, and I was so geeked. <laughs> but all of a sudden, Villanova comes in, St. John's, Purdue, Iowa, uh, Seton Hall, UMass, University of Miami, they start coming. Yeah. So, you know, mm -hmm. and then I start realizing that I got something. I'm going to tell you something crazy. My senior year, I'm playing, and the gym is full of scouts. And Duke came to watch me play. And I effed up my opportunity with Duke because that's the first time I showed my ass. <laughs> I missed four or five shots. I caught a temper tantrum. Mm. I threw my mouthpiece. I kicked the chairs. Mm. And my high school coach said, I ain't going to say nothing to you. I'm going to call mm -hmm. timeout. I'm going to sit down. He said, well, when you sit down, look up at the bleachers. I'm gonna, I, want to, I want you to see something. I looked, mm -hmm. and the Duke assistant coach closed that, that binder. He closed yep. it. Waved at my coach and walked out. He said, you just mm -hmm. lost that. So nice. second half, you see what he's going to do. Second half, I had 30 and 20 in the second half. But they gone. Wow. Right. I never, and I've always been a good kid, so I was never wild and disrespectful. But mm -hmm. that particular time, they saw me only once. And that one time, first impressions is everything. That's that is absolutely. And I lost that scholarship. Wow. But, but I, I never forget that. And that was I was seventeen years old. Yeah. I'm fifty two years old now. I never forget that. As long as Life I lived. lesson, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I got well, and I got I got busy when they left too. <laughs> 30 and 20, you did. Yeah, I was yeah, like, oh did. no. Ain't nobody right. leaving the gym. Oh no. Right. So let's I'm glad you brought college back up and you went to Providence. So let's talk about what was your experience being a student athlete in college and like that's from academic and athletic side. So people glamorize this, right? They make it, oh, you want to get to college and be a student athlete. They don't understand. Like, so tell them the real deal. <laughs> no, when, you get, when you got when I got to when I got to Providence College, Rick Pitino was the head coach. You know, Billy Donovan, who's the head coach of Georgia of the Chicago Bulls right now, was mm -hmm. a, was my was a senior my freshman year. Mm -hmm. Providence was the, like the kind of like towards the bottom of the Big East Conference. Mm -hmm. You know, and I went there because my mom Pitino came to my house and gave that good talk. My mom made me go. I wanted to go to St. John's, mm -hmm. and St. John's I wanted to go because it's my backyard. Mark, when I went to visit, Mark Jackson was my host and Shelton mm -hmm. Jones. And Jason, Jason Williams, one of them shot the limousine driver. Yeah. That was that was my homie. So we were supposed to go there together. Mm -hmm. So it was like, yeah, I'm going with Jason, you know, two big men, we're gonna take over, blah, blah, blah. But I ended up going to Providence. And when I got to Providence, I didn't know realize the academics was, is a tough academic school. It's a it's yeah. a private private you know, uh, yeah. college. Right. It's small. But it's mm -hmm. private and very, they had Western civilization. You had to take two years of that to graduate. Like, college is no <laughs> joke. Yeah. yeah. And I, I came in, I was an F student in high school. When I found out they, they implemented the SAT that year, 
I got my ish together and I bust my <laughs> tail, got a B average, and I passed my SAT. So going to my freshman year, it was like, listen, we study here. It's not no, some schools, you know, you can go there and you can slide. They would come by the, by the window in, in the classroom to make sure we were awake, right. make sure our hats wasn't <laughs> on, and make sure we paying attention. So they didn't play no games. And I don't know if you're familiar with a guy named Jeff Van Gundy. Hmm. Well, Jeff Van Gundy was assistant that year. And he was in charge of making sure we wasn't slipping when we were in class. <laughs> so Jeff Van Gundy, Jeff Van Gundy, and a guy, named, <laughs> a guy named a guy named Herb Sindek, who was James Harden coach at Arizona State. Okay. They were both assistant from under Bettino. Okay. So they always be, and and Herb Sindek was a real academic guy. He's really smart guy. So he was always like, you know, we was like, we had, we had study hall. We had, listen, they, I, I, I give them credit. They was honest when it came to academics. Because, you know, you traveling, Big East yes. Conference, ESPN, you make right. a move. Right. So anybody who's listening, in my opinion, if you're trying to go to college and play, get your stuff together in high school now. Get your study habits together. Mine were, mine was okay, but when I got to college, my freshman year, I had like a, a 2.9, like a 2.9 GPA, which is decent. My freshman year, I got my half towards the end, I got to like a 3.2. But after that, my sophomore, junior, senior year, I'm like a 2.2, 2.3. Oh man, I, I'm not gonna say glamorize it, but I'm just like, I did enough to get by, yeah, because I, you know, I didn't fail now, I made sure I graduated, <laughs> but it, it, wasn't, right. it wasn't easy because I didn't have good study habits, mm -hmm. you know. I didn't That's know, I'm like, practice. Practice, we practiced back then two, three times a day. They changed the rules now. Back then, right. we they changed it because of us. We was always in the gym, in right. between clubs, six o'clock in the morning. They, then we got a, the, um, the evening practice, got to get finished by eight and run to, run to the um, cafeteria before it closed. Right. So we were consumed with basketball. <laughs> right. So after that, you know, I'm trying to find girl time. I'm trying to see where the club at. We, we, we're dancing. <laughs> who, wanna, who wanna battle? There's I'm some battle balance to this thing, right? Yeah. I'm, listen, I, I got pop, I'm pop locking. Who wanna battle? <laughs> I'm, I'm in it. I'm on it. So I'm like, yo, let's get to it. But in hindsight, I say this. I study liberal arts. I would have took more towards communications because that's my thing. Liberal arts is like English, you know, reading and all that stuff. And I, I definitely would have buckled down a little bit more academically because no matter what, I graduated, but still the competitive yeah. side of me and the mature Abdul, I would want to have uh, excelled at everything I did. Yeah. No. That's, that's school what we're about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So for sure. That's why we're doing what we're doing right here because that's what we're about. We want people to hear your story. We want these young kids to understand, no, before you go there, what you want or, you know, like our project, we want to bring it to you just in case you missed it when you were in high school. So you do take advantage of what you're getting while you're in college. So, right. yeah. And, and if you don't, one thing you have to understand these kids, there's nothing easy. There's no shortcut to this. Mm -hmm. Please say that. The, the possibility of possibly getting drafted by the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, hockey, swimming, whatever you're doing, it's like hitting the lottery. Yeah. And 90% won't happen. Yeah. So I got, I believe in destiny. I just got on the right, I took the right curve, turn. I went, I went straight, I hit the right door. Everything lined up for me. For right. a kid that ain't play ball, I play ball 
86, I started playing ball. I mean, at 16, at 16, four years later, I'm in the final. I'm in a, um, no, three years later, I'm in the final four. Three years later, I'm an NBA draft pick. So, wow. you know, everything happens for a reason, but I, I was prepared. I, I worked hard. I did, I didn't take no shortcuts on the pushups. I, if I got up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom in high school, at four in the morning, he's the bathroom. I get down and do 25 push-ups because I was so afraid that somebody somewhere was doing 24. So I'm do one more than them so they won't be better than me when I see them or stronger than me. That's how I used to think. Mm-hmm. I was insane with it. So my thing is, mm-hmm. yeah, I had athleticism. I had like a 38 inch vertical. I could run, I used to run a four, a four, a four fifty mile mm-hmm. at, at my uh, a four no four fifty-four, four by fifty-four second mile. So but I put the work in, I raised the IQ, mm-hmm. and these kids gotta understand, yeah, you can jump out the gym, okay, great. But can you follow the, a game plan? Can you follow, do you know the plays? Do you know when, he, when, he, when the guard comes by you, are you supposed to set that screen or roll? It's, the, it's 90% I, I, IQ, 10% physical. Yeah. For the longevity. So, you know, I always dreamed about, they gonna say my name one day. All of a sudden I'm in the paper, I'm in the magazine, I got drafted. You know, your dreams come mm-hmm. true if you really visualize and you really believe, but you got to follow through. Yeah. You have to follow through. Yeah. I, so yeah. I'm not sure if you, uh, you know, you know about the, the Field to the Real podcast. Right. Um, but, the, but the podcast was birthed out of the project that Stephanie and I created um, called by the same name, the Field to the Real project. Mm-hmm. And to kind of make it brief without, you know, uh, <laughs> Uh, given so much of an explanation of what we do, um, our charge is to connect um, student athletes, college student athletes, to their passion so that they can connect to their purpose and to help right. them to transition to life after sport, um, which is, you know, tough for a lot of people to, um, a lot of student athletes, especially those student athletes who have aspirations of playing professionally. Um, sometimes it's very hard for them to transition to life after sport. Right? Yeah, so I know. That's, that's what the Field to the Real project is, right? Now, and that's, you know, um, in a nutshell, you know, we, right. we it's a lot more that, you know, we can, we can explain about um, right. the, the Field to the Real project. But knowing that, um, did you all have something similar to that? while you were in college? That's the thing. No, we didn't. Now, they do it now. Some 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 coaches and some teams do it now. In my opinion, I think all kids should learn how to, one, balance a checkbook, mm-hmm. learn a skill outside of basketball, not just, you know, learn it. Basically, of their spirit, that's right. real, real life situation. Because mm-hmm. basketball, you break a leg, you, you snap this, you pull your Achilles, it's over with. Just like that. Just like that. All that work, 20 years of going hard, down the drain, just like that. Right. So they don't tell you. I mean, it's good to learn, okay, history, you know, the history that they say is the history. But my thing <laughs> is to learn how to exist beyond the sport is a, mm-hmm. a problem for a lot of people. Because yeah. when all you do is like, I'm going to be a ball player, I'm going to play pro, and that's what it is. And when all of a yeah. sudden, even when you have to stop playing, like, oh, you ain't moving like you used to. There's no contracts coming in. Yeah. Nine, nine to five, or what's your what's your what's your game plan? Or 
what yep. what have you put in place just in case this doesn't work? A lot right. of times you would you're not doing that, and not just coaches, but our you know you know African American families. A lot of them don't prepare their kids for mm -hmm. life after that sport. Got a lot of these parents living through their kids. Yeah. Lil Johnny gonna be Lil Jamel gonna be all American. He going in and we and we gonna get the big house off his back. You know, mm -hmm. and it's not they don't have no game plan like oh, like some kids. If in my mind, oh, you sign a contract and you playing pro ball and you blessed. Guess what? Take some of that money, open up some laundry mats, get some stores, get some stock. So I'm cultivating that because you might have two years, you might have ten years, you might have twelve years, but that's you might. But you definitely have these businesses if you know how to structure them and put them in place and the savings and you know our IRAs, you know, you know, the whole all that all what was that Roth Roth accounts and all Roth that. IRAs, yeah. Yeah, all that stuff. You know, you gotta that's that's what should be taught. Yeah. That's what they, they should be learning. Not about Christopher Columbus, because he don't matter. He don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh Thanksgiving. When you we already know what that really was about, and you know you need to learn real life situations. Mm -hmm. I don't believe kids are going about algebra unless you're going to be a rocket scientist or an architect. Because guess what? At the end of the day, there's no algebra in your bank account. When you take twenty dollars out, you less twenty dollars. So it's plus and minus. Now I'm a math teacher, so I'm gonna just I'm gonna just take a little offense, but it's okay. <laughs> but but I'm saying I'm I'm just saying in real in reality when everyday life. 90% of people who live in everyday life are worried about pluses and minuses. Yeah. Well, you know? I'll say this for, for algebra. Not not to, I don't, I, I agree with what you're saying, but I will say this much for stuff like algebra. It is about learning how to think analytically. Oh yeah, that's, okay, I got you on that. Well, guess so what? That, I ain't mess, I, ain't, I, I, I hate algebra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I was my hey, thing. My, so. te my teacher, my teacher, see, my, that's another thing. My teacher wasn't a good algebra teacher. Yeah. Because I think anybody, anybody who teaches anything, if you can connect with the student, you got them. That's the whole yeah. point. I mean, it's that's what it is anyway. Absolutely. We had them, okay, chapter this, 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 set, fill that out, do this, and I and hand it to me at the end of class, and they go to do what they're doing. That's how I learned. Oh, no, that ain't, that ain't how you teach, but yeah. Exactly. Neither here nor there, but okay. Right, but anyway. Long story, but at the end of the day, my thing is, you have to, you know, these people need to learn about, like a lot of athletes, especially back then, they were, you know, they come out of school and say the ones who didn't get drafted or didn't get opportunity, didn't they're like so they're so depressed. Yep. Exactly. Because now, I'm going back to rec ball, if I do play ball, and trying to find out what I'm gonna do for a nine to five, how I'm gonna pay some bills, That's or how I'm gonna do this. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And, so remember, and one more thing, huh? For those who do make it and they're fortunate enough to be blessed to make some income off it, everybody and mama got their hand up. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody mm -hmm. and mama, all your, oh, you know, be a blessing to the family, take care of the family, do this, do that. And then when you, God forbid, you need something, everybody turn their back and they start whistling. Yeah. So I've seen, yeah. seen, seen both sides of the fence. I've been on both sides of the fence. I know what it's like. So I tell yeah. all athletes, help others, because I think I think you're obligated as a human being if you're fortunate to help others. Yeah. But you got to learn the keyword and all that and learn how to say no. 
That's right. Yeah. You got to be strategic. Use analytical thinking. Right. Uh-huh. Right. That's right. Because <laughs> in making those decisions, hey, look, it's not hey, your heart; hey. it's your head. You need to think with mm-hmm. that. Right. Right. Yeah. And because everybody asks, "Oh, I got to look out for my homie." He wrote. He used to come to the games with me. He used to run the street. But my thing is, is oh. that your homie? Take, take the LeBron James approach. That's right. I'm Absolutely. School, I'm gonna put you in place, and we're gonna get mm-hmm. money together. That's, That's right. It. I ain't gonna right. go in my pocket to give you no money. I'm gonna help you show you how to make this money. That's right. Right. Absolutely. Makes That's sense. That's how you do it. That's, That's why it. I love LeBron. People say what they want to say. LeBron James got the right format. He got the oh, right I love format. It. I don't like his basketball game, but I love him as a human being. He uh, LeBron James is using his platform the way he should be <laughs> to put his folks on the right way, not no handout. But it's something right. that they earned. Look, look at Rich. Right. Look, look at the, look at Rich. Uh, the, 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 uh, the agent. Rich Climber. Yeah. Biggest no, 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 Rich Climber. Uh, that's uh, KD's uh, agent. Um, hey. No, but Rich yeah. Paul. No, they do Rich Paul. Rich Paul. Yeah. Look at him. That's LeBron James' homie. He put on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For sure. For sure. Nah. That, right. Nah, that's yeah, it right that's there, man. You know. Yeah, you um, good. Yeah. We, uh, we definitely appreciate you. You know, you sharing your story. Um, hey, us. I want to say one thing real quick before we sign off. Just so you know, anybody who's listening to this, tomorrow's not promised. Mm-hmm. I was overseas. I won a couple of championships. I, w- I was playing the two, three, four, and the five. I played four positions. I, my the, the, the year I was averaging like 17 points, 12 rebounds, like seven assists a game. I'm hooping. Mm-hmm. But in the back of my mind, I was getting a lot of chest palpitations and didn't realize, I thought I was winded. I didn't know I was having a heart issue. Remember Hank Gathers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pass out on him. Len, Len Bias? Yeah. And your boy from the Celtics. Um, the guy who passed with the heart problem from the Celtics, uh, the guard. He's about six foot five. Hmm. He was a beast. He played for Celtics and he ended up, he ended up dying playing ball. Um, Oh man, it'll come to me. I'll, I'll be able to nah. you. I don't know who that is. Pay for, the, pay for the Celtics, black guy. Play, Reggie Lewis. Reggie Lewis. Oh, okay. Reggie Lewis. Him. Look him up. Reggie Lewis was a baller for the Celtics, and a, he, he fell out on the court in an mm. NBA game. He got, oh, I don't remember that. But okay. He went and got, he went and got checked out. They, they gave him talking about chill out for a couple of weeks, whatever, whatever. And I'm going back to the gym to shoot around in another gym and died in the gym. Mm. Heart, heart enlarged. Mm. So I'm saying that that I had the same thing, didn't know it. Mm. Wow. I'm getting all I get I had a fax from I got, I got some paperwork from the Clippers. I'm overseas now in Germany. We went, I had one championship, going on our second championship. I'm killing the European in the Euro League. I'm you know, I'm I'm hooping, you know, I'm going great. And then all of a sudden I passed out. I went blind, almost died. Mm. Just oh, like wow. that. 1990, 1997. I was 26, 27 years old, something like that, 27 mm-hmm. years old, 28. And just like that, things changed. I took a couple of years off. I am going back and play, but it's not the same. But I'm yeah. saying that, I'm saying that to say you could be on top. And then just like that, things change. Yeah. You know, I, I, I never drank a day in my life. I never smoked a day in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All I did was all I did was bust my tail and ball. Chase chicks, well, I used to, you know what I mean? <laughs> Chase chicks and you know, hang out, dance, party, you know, do all that stuff. But yeah. my thing is, one thing I realized I learned, man, live in the moment, prepare for the future, and you know, just and, and just thank be thankful to God every day that you're alive 
Because every day is another chance to do it better than you did the day before. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Yeah, Love it. That's what it is. Anytime y'all need something, man, need, I got a couple of guys that you might want to talk to on your podcast. They played at North Carolina, played at, you know, some big schools or who are coaches and stuff. So you just let me know. I got you. Oh, man, we appreciate it, man. Yeah, yeah thank for you. Sure. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. I got a football so player. So you going to hang football. around with us while we do the rest of the show or are you, you out? No, I'm here. I hang out for a few minutes. I hang out a little bit. I, I listen because you know I'm, I'm still waiting on my little child. So I'm out here. She's playing volleyball. She's six, <laughs> she's six foot one playing volleyball. Oh, oh wow. Man. Well, that's a good sport for her at six yeah. foot. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. All right. Well, look, All right. We, this how this how we do the show. We we start off with um a who's really right. And a who's really right is kind of like the debate portion of the show where okay. um, we pick a topic and Typically, Stephanie and I are on opposite ends of the topic, unless there's like multiple choices. Um, so today, um, our topic is: um, Are the playing games making the NBA playoffs more exciting? Okay, so we go hold, before you go. We're gonna let Stephanie go first because you know, ladies first. Yeah. Then. I'm going to go, and then what you do is you're going to break the tie. So um, based off of, um, just for this part, based off of um, how you feel about this, we'll, we'll let us know, at least for right now, before the, the fans get to it, who's really right. <laughs> All right, let's go. So, so step, ladies yeah. first. All right. Are the NBA playoffs more exciting with these play-in games? Absolutely. Absolutely. I have seen, I think, more fervor and more grit from the teams in this that were that are vying for these positions than I have seen. The bubble was probably good, but this is like the next level, honestly, Mm -hmm. in how they're playing right now. And let me just you know, I'm not a stats person, but I got to give you the stats. Right. Uh ESPN says that this. the game between the Warriors and the Lakers. Yeah. That play-in game had most had the most people watch it since the 2019 Western Conference Finals. Oh wow. 5.6 million people, I believe. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like 2.29 million people watched the Grizzlies and the Spurs. Now who wanna see that? But they Nobody. watched it. <laughs> but they watched it because we seeing we're seeing like the teams they they it's they're fighting for their lives right and you see it and it's and it's obvious and so i think this was a brilliant idea on the nba's part i'm i'm enjoying it personally so so because it's not completely over mm-hmm. right it's only getting better though but okay go ahead. well no, no, no i'm saying i'm saying the, the, the play-in games aren't completely over because right uh, somebody plays tomorrow night, right? Yeah. Right. Well, both of them play tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. So let me just say that both of these games um, or all of the games, all four of them, I fell asleep on. <laughs> um, the two on Tuesday and the two on Wednesday. But l- let's put the caveat that you go to bed at like I do go to bed, man, yeah. like 7 o'clock at night. So let's, let's put that caveat out. Yeah, I am an old man. I am usually sleep by nine o'clock, right? Yeah, but, but for real, 
He yeah. gets up at four o'clock in the morning like a dummy. Yeah. I don't know what that's about. Yeah. <laughs> My alarm goes off at four twenty every single morning. Yeah. That's weekends too, right? No. But when there is a game or there is something to stay up and watch, I'm up and I'm watching it, right? Because you know, snowfall don't come on to 10 o'clock. Oh, yes, watch that. That's my show. Right, mine my, too. My, that's my show. Franklin, we got, Franklin We got to get Saint. step on it. We got to get step on Franklin it. Franklin Saint. I ain't, I ain't no. got that yet. I'm going to get that. No, but, but I, in all honesty, like, what I fear is going to happen is that while people may watch it because it still gives that playoff atmosphere, one, you're putting more wear and tear on these players that have already had way too much wear and tear on their bodies in this past year because of how the season ended and how yeah. it like got restarted so quickly. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is, while the games are entertaining, it's looking like the seven and eight seed are going to be the seven and eight seed. <laughs> right. You know, so we gave this cachet to the nine and the ten seed you know, just to create some excitement. And maybe basketball needed to do that because the ratings have been, yeah. you know, kind of plummeting right. over the last few years. But I, I just, I, I wasn't excited about it. I'm so, I'm excited to see the the seven seed Lakers take on the number two seed Phoenix Suns. Yeah. yeah. LeBron James hit that, LeBron James hit that, buzz, that buzzer beater. Uh-huh. You know, so, I don't, we're not goat. talking about that. It's all goat, Jay, huh? But I will say it this: is not the goat. <laughs> I, I, I will say this: I agree with Stephanie, right? Uh-huh. Yes, that's my name. Yes, right. I agree, with her. I, I agree with her because at least it's almost like the college approach. Mm-hmm. Okay, you gotta, you gotta, you know. Now you gotta, you gotta play. You ain't like okay, I'm a shoe in. So I'm just gonna take it easy. You got yeah. you got to come up on all cylinders now. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, yeah. you're gonna get bumped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, even if you are more, that seven or eight seed, you still right. got to play to stay there. Right. Right. Because yeah. now, now it's a sense of urgency. Yeah. Like you, you, like you watch the All Star game. Everybody watch it. It don't really start playing until the last quarter. Yeah. It's like more hard than the bragging rights. Right. So right. now it's like, oh, some players don't like it, but guess what? Now you got to play because mm-hmm. you might you might have whooped ass all year long. And go ahead and get bumped off that first game. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, I mean, for those who for those who are playing in, you might have an opportunity, like without the play in, you figure out I'll, I'll probably make it. But now I really got to play to make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's or it. You're going home. Yeah. That's yeah. It. And now, so now you got to earn them checks. That's it. True. Pretty much. You know? And now, like Thank I said, you, Abdul, for being on my side. <laughs> I, I, I'm just, just saying that. I'm look, I see his point, but my, at the end of the day, being a former player. And watching the game mm-hmm. and seeing, in my opinion, a lot of times guys in the league take it easy. Mm-hmm. They play, they might play two games hard, three games, I'm going to lay back a little bit. Yep. Or, you know, in the league, oh, you know what? Let's, let's, let's conserve him. Let's, let's sit him down for a couple of games. Right, right. Like, you know, this, you know, now you got, now listen, we need everybody to play now. Right. Because guess what? That's why Jimmy Butler is so, like, you like him so much. He grind every night. Like he played like it's a playoff game every time he hit. People, people the say what I say about him: his attitude. He played hard. Every, hard. All Russell, Westbrook, Russell Westbrook played hard every night. Every Westbrook. game, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody can tell me a man averaging a damn near triple double. Oh, he, <laughs> he, 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 he this or he that. Listen, yeah. 
you don't have to win a championship to be a winner. That's right. Charles Barkley was the one that never won a championship. That's right. Pat Ewing was the one that never won a, a, a he won college, but he never won an NBA championship. Mm -hmm. mm. Still a winner. Yeah. yeah. Actually, anybody who anybody who's makes it to a, a professional level and gets paid to do it is a winner. That's yeah. right. You really want to do that. Because you're That's doing something right. millions of others can't do it or would love to. Yeah. That's right. So, That's true. I, but I agree with you. Let it Thank be a you. player. Earn your, earn, earn, earn your. Key. I'm just saying. I just y'all have a y'all have a good one, man. Thank uh, we, you. Hey, we for appreciate you for coming us. coming through and joining us, man. Now, anytime, yeah. and, and big fella, you know you you know you, you right down the street for me, so I'll holler at you. All right. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate, right, appreciate it. you, man. Thank All you. Right. All right. All right. Bye bye. All right. Now this story. Uh, well, I would say you being a UGA fan, yeah, um, you definitely had to have paid very close attention Absolutely. to the story. And and let me, I, I'm sorry, I, I meant to carry it out a little further. It's fine. Not just that you were a UGA fan, because I think that would have been the reason that you saw it. Right. But the reason why this story touched you um, is one because you are you you worked with. And you have a love for student athletes. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure in seeing the story of when it happened, yeah, I'm sure this is something that touched you. Listen. Just knowing you, yeah, you know, I'm sure this is something that touched you. I felt like he was my own like relative. Yeah. Really, literally. So we're talking about De De Devin Gales. Mm -hmm. um, and for you all who don't know his story, he played for Southern University. Mm -hmm. um, and every year, <laughs> I don't know why they do this. Well, I do know why it's for the mm -hmm. money. But some of these, some HBCUs, some, you know, kind of lower D1 schools, they'll come in and play these big power five schools. Mm -hmm. And so this this particular game was Southern versus UGA, University of Georgia. And he took a hit on the sideline mm -hmm. that was so, it wasn't intentional, but it was vicious because it was just the impact. It was on a kickoff, I believe. Mm -hmm. and, and he just, when he got hit, he, you could tell it was bad because when he fell, it was no bracing. It was, it was none of that. And he, and it was no movement. So turns out he literally kind of severed his spine and he ended up being paralyzed. Um, but I will say this, uh, I have followed this story since it happened six years ago because UGA stepped up they brought him to the Shepherd Center there in Atlanta, which is one of the premier places to get physical therapy and taking care of yourself, uh, spinal injuries in the country. And they took care of him the entire time that he's been, you know, getting himself back to a place where he can function and be on his, you know, take care of himself. And his mom's been right there by his side. But like everybody from UGA, he like part of their family, like literally. And so, to see when I saw this, I was like, oh, this is just the icing on the cake. They've already mm -hmm. taken such such a good, such good care of him mm -hmm. up to this point. But now this, he's accepted to the University of Georgia to continue his education. Come on That's now. Awesome. Come on now. This this was this was almost uh a feel-good final, feel final, final thought territory. Yeah. Yes. I, I, 
Uh, well, so, and this happened 2015. Six years ago, yep. Mm-hmm. I'm correct. Yep. Um, I was, you remember when, when we were talking about this earlier, um, I was like, I remember the name, but yeah. like, I don't know, like, yeah. So, um, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> I used to drive for Uber down here in Atlanta. And so in 2015, um, I had to um, pick up a passenger from the Shepherd Center. Mm. And I pick up the passenger. I'm taking, um, I'm taking he or she, I'm, I'm taking, I'm sorry, I'm taking her around. Yeah. It was her husband she was there for, excuse me. Okay. So I'm taking her around and um, you know, with an Uber, like you drop the person off at the yes. destination and then you go on about your business. Going about your business, right. Well, she and I had such a good conversation. The place that she needed to go, she just needed to run in quickly and then come okay. back out. So I told her mm-hmm. I would just wait for her. Yeah. And one of the things that she said was that she asked me, did I remember the football player um, mm-hmm. from Southern University who um who was paralyzed yeah. and that's how she told me she's like yeah he's in yeah yeah he's in you know this place or whatever and mm-hmm. i was like wow yeah like because i remember seeing the injury and this might not yeah. have been 2015 this might have been maybe like 2016 if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. um but when when she said his name and that's why like when you when you said it when i looked at the name i was like that name sound familiar but yeah i can't place it um, I hadn't followed his story too tough, but I oh, did yeah. see, um, I saw like little updates about him here and there where they might put it on ESPN mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to see this, to see the fact that he was accepted in the UGA six years after yeah. this happened. Um, yeah. That's, that's definitely like, you know, one of those eyeball sweat. Yeah, <laughs> no, really. That we literally. Would feel, feel good final thought. Yeah, no, it is. It, w- it would have been. I was just like, no, nah, we just talk about this because I really feel like yeah. this is, ex- I mean, I don't want it to sound bad, but this is exactly why we do what we do. Right. Situations like this, this young man was playing football one day and now it's over. Never to touch the field again. What does my life look like? How do I keep going? What is it that I do now? So I'm just excited to hear and see, and I hope they'll cover it. Like, what is he right. doing? What are you going to school for at UGA? Are you going to be a coach? Like, all that right. kind of stuff is in my head now about what, this, yeah. what the possibilities are for him right. in this. So I'm just really excited, really excited for him. And, and kudos to him for, because not once, I mean, we don't know what happens behind closed doors, but for right. what we can see, he's kept a positive attitude and he has just kept pushing, pressing forward. And so for that, I am like, go boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Shout out to him for like really, for sure. For really pushing and really sticking it out. Like, absolutely. You know, um, like, even wanting, like, I'm going to go back to school. Right. You know, I'm going to finish yeah. what I started. And I love I love that about this story. You know. Yeah. Yeah, every yep. he had every, you know, opportunity and nobody would have disagreed. Thought anything like, about it. Absolutely. Know, nope. 
But he's like, nah, I'm, I'm going to finish what I started. I, I love, love it. it. I love that. I love it so, too. I'm so excited for him. Yeah. Yeah, that's real cool. All right. All right. The MLB. <laughs> I mean, I they just in, can't get it right. Like, who's I don't in know charge, what to say about this. Who's in charge for marketing for this league, but fire them ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> No, I can't yeah. say that because I don't I don't know where like attendance is for the games and you know with the TV uh you know um what ratings are looking like. Yeah. But you know w- when we talked about this earlier, we talked about how home runs in the 90s, the late 90s kind of saved baseball. Like the sport was right. you know on a on a down swing. And so um, this be lighter baseball is affecting the game in a way that yeah. the batting averages have decreased. Listen, these numbers, I'm looking now, the league saw 606,776 homers in 2019. Uh-huh. So they said and that was over the last 162 game that 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 was the last 162 game season they had right right? because of the pandemic yeah right um but so between that and strikeouts right there were this astronomical number of strikeouts as well okay so some genius somewhere with major major league baseball made this decision Mm -hmm. because they felt like this was just too much okay but, well, in my opinion, why mm-hmm. do people go to the game? To see people do what? To see people knock the ball out the arena. Or? To strike people out. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, the other parts are. Let's see less of that. <laughs> part of the game, but it's like, that's not, that's not the exciting stuff that people want to see. Like, you hitting a single is not as exciting as you hitting a home run. I'm not here for a ground rule double. I'm, I'm but that's not. <laughs> like what? Okay, so shout out. I told Brandon I would do this. Shout out to the Kannapolis Cannonballers. Okay. Um, I went to a baseball game last night, and yes, yes. And it was pretty good attendance for it to be a Wednesday after Wednesday evening, right? So okay. I feel like baseball is getting its due, right? Okay. Um, how much of the? How much of the? Of the uh, the stadium would you say was filled would you say it was 50 i would say filled? it was probably about yeah about 50 percent oh, wow. because they okay. were still spacing us out a little bit right right yeah yeah but yeah about 50 because they were really being really careful about where they sat people i could tell because we were kind of in clumps like okay if you were two you were two it was two it was a clump that like it wasn't yeah. like you had people sitting right next so um but yeah i think it's I think it's um, it was about fifty percent. I would say. Okay. About fifty percent. It was a pretty good turnout. I mean, for it to be a Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. And I won't even tell you they wrecked because he told me not to talk about that. But so, but for that many people to be there, even on that means, yeah. I'm just going to assume that the wreck is pretty bad. <laughs> so, oh, but sorry, but yeah, but. <laughs> but yeah um but yeah so the genius who we talking all this and said what we talking about 
So some genius, yeah. some scientists, they said they commissioned some scientists to come up with some way to drag the averages or something they said. To, mm -hmm. They said to for the boosting home runs or something. How do you want to keep boosting home? Anyway, to, to slow down home runs, I guess mm -hmm. is what they were saying. Um, they did this. And so they've lightened the ball this year. Yeah. And so they said that, that the balls will fly one to two feet shorter when hit over 375 feet. So they're literally trying to make them die in the air, essentially. I don't get it. Because they want more of the other things other than just home runs and strikes. But right. the batting average is down. So that means they must be striking out people more or some, I mean, well, I guess if the ball's lighter, they get more opportunity to catch fly balls too. So well, yeah, oh, true. Yeah. That, yeah. So that's that the other affect reason. batting average. But that would affect the batting average. Yeah. I would also think with a lighter ball and, and baseball aficionados. Please tell me if I'm right about this or if I'm wrong. Like, please correct me. I would think with a lighter ball, you would get more movement on a pitch. As a pitcher? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. the more movement on a pitch, like, I mean, I guess there are other factors that go into this, but the more movement on the pitch, to me, would make it more difficult to hit. Which yeah, did you see that pitch they showed on ESPN the other day? I didn't, but I can imagine. What a catcher? the 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 curveball was so it was so he didn't even he didn't even catch the ball it was That's such a it curve was. it was so it was crazy oh uh, yeah i gotta see that like the, the the ball curved so much that it like went right past his past his his it was crazy i was oh, like yeah, what I is happening <laughs> <laughs> but I now love... that i know this this is what's happening the ball's yeah. lighter yeah so I don't know. To me, this is an epic fail uh, on their part. But hey, you know, y'all paid scientists to make this work. So, mm -hmm. yeah, let's see how that works for you. Uh, God bless y'all. <laughs> yeah. Just confused. I don't understand. I was uh, like, what? Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. On to the real. Yes. Um. Even though this is Mental Health Awareness Month, I felt like, you know, we choose between onto the real or mental health moments. So this is, but this onto the real was inspired by, um, I watch a show on HGTV called Hometown. And mm. it's uh, Ben and Aaron Napier. They're from Laurel, Mississippi. And they are like renovating their town, a home at a time kind of thing. But uh, HGTV reached out to them and asked them to, um, do this for other towns. So now they have a spinoff show called Hometown Takeover. Oh, wow. And so they go to another town and they try to help them by picking certain places and they help build up the town through the things that they do to renovate some houses, some businesses. It's really cool. I love the show. Mm -hmm. um, and so this, this, this season there in Wetumpka, Alabama. Yeah, that's the name of it. If you ever saw the movie, the, what is it, Big Fish? The house that was in the movie Big Fish is mm -hmm. in Wetumpka, Alabama. Okay. They, they shot the movie in Wetumpka. So, um, but so they redid a business, this um, kind of restaurant there last mm -hmm. week. Um, and in re renovating the restaurant, 
They also wanted to kind of, because it's like, it sits on the river, which is gorgeous. Like it's, they were like, we, this is what's going to bring people to Wetumpka, this restaurant. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted to help them build out their menu too, for some different things. So they brought in this person, Eddie Jackson, who was supposed to be, he is known as a barbecue master yeah. um, to help them create like this. He helped them create some kind of burger. It, it looked so good. Um, and so it was some of the stuff that he put on it, like some slaw and some other stuff. And they were like, oh my God, this is amazing, right? <laughs> um, but it just got me to thinking like, I gotta go look this dude up because mm-hmm. I remember this name. Yeah. So it turns out Eddie Jackson is a former NFL player who happened to win the next Food Network Star season 11 show and he hosts on Food Network their Christmas cookie challenge. Oh wow. I, so the name sound familiar. He played with a couple of teams, but yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He's Man. from Georgia. Okay, DSGB. Yeah, he is from Georgia. He um what did he say? He grew up in it's some little small place in Georgia. I can't think of it right now, but yeah, he's from Georgia. And so his thing is fusing foods that people wouldn't think go together together. And then barbecue. He said he literally barbecues every day. Oh, wow. Really? Every day. I need to get like him. <laughs> no, really. That was my life for a long time. Like literally on Sunday, that's all I, I would just get on my grill and eat off of that the whole week. We would, I vividly remember this, right? We would, it would be snow on the ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would shovel a path to the grill, fire up the grill. Remember you telling me this. Go back in the house. Yeah. <laughs> and go back out there as I needed to put food and right. flip it over. what I need to do, run back in the house, come back. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, Man. nothing like grill food. I, that's yeah. Listen. Nothing like real food. So, yeah, so this was really cool to me. I thought this was really a yeah. great, one of those great stories because this was his second love. He said his, his uh, he started out learning to cook from his grandma and then his dad took over when he got older, really. And that's where his passion for this came from. But that's just what we just got to be talking about. Like, at least he knew. Mm-hmm. I have a passion for this thing. So when football was over, it wasn't this traumatic situation for him. He just right. went right into what he loved. Yeah. He uh, he played for the University of, North, of Arkansas. He came out of Arkansas as an undrafted free agent in okay. 2004 okay. Um, to the uh, Carolina Panthers. But like you said, he, okay. he bounced around a little bit yeah. um, to a few teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and... That's America's. 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 That's it. I was trying yeah. to figure out what it was. I know it's some little <laughs> town. I was like, I can't think of it. I oh, want to say I Washington, never heard of Georgia. That. <laughs> I know something like, but America, Washington, D.C., that makes sense, right? Yeah. yeah. So I was trying to associate it with something. With something, That's yeah. Yeah. But yep, America's Georgia. So love it. This is a great story to me. Yeah, great story. Definitely. Yeah. Shout out love to him. It. Shout yeah. out to him, like being able to, and, 
it's one thing to transition to life after sport, but to do it at such a high level where okay, you, you gonna win it, you win it one right against all of these other people. Yeah, right. no, that's that's awesome. <laughs> you take that competitive spirit and put it into your other passions. This it should turn out that way for you. Right. That's that's the real deal right there. So yeah. All right. All right. Feel good final thought. This is why I didn't have Devon, De, Devon Gales, Devon Gales, I'm sorry, Devon, De, I can't keep, why I keep saying Devin. that? Devon Gales <laughs> is our feel good final thought because yeah. this, this one right, right here, here yeah. I was like grinning from ear to ear when I saw this story. Mm. So Amy Bockerstedt, did I do it right? Yeah, you got it. <laughs> Amy Bockerstedt is on top of her game right now. She yeah. is a special Olympian, mm -hmm. but so she is the first mm -hmm. person with Down syndrome to receive a college scholarship. Wow. Yes. And so I just, like, she literally, she's from Arizona. She won, like, she qualified, they say qualified for the state tournament twice in four years. Mm. And, and this isn't playing, I don't think, as a, as a, as a para, you know, right. in a I'm Paralympic like, yeah. kind of thing. This is her right. competing against everybody, everybody. else. Everybody, yeah. And with, with or without a disability, right? And right. She's, she's doing her thing. And so she, the PGA, they love her. Mm -hmm. She, she um, Gary, I think Gary Woodland is her, like, her hero. And yeah. he surprised her at a PGA tournament. And so I think she became an internet sensation because of she, hit, what did she do? They said she made a par, she made par on the golf course with him. And it went viral. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. And so she is like, yeah, she, I just, I can't stop smiling now as I think about just, it. Like, yeah. like, I'm just, I love it. I love that she has been given the opportunity to not what we what our society says is limitation she didn't allow to be put on her right and she's yeah. like no this is the game i love i'm good at it let me go do it so yeah. she said i was fortunate to get the scholarship so she said for her it was meeting new friends i love it me, me too I, this, I love is, it. this is awesome I, I i think about um being an undergrad and um, when I was in undergrad, the Special Olympics would be held at Howard University mm -hmm. in our gymnasium. And so in my program, shout out to Ms. Deborah Johnson. She may, may or may never see this, but um, she's impacted my life in so many different ways. She was my advisor while I was at Howard. And one of the things that she told me was like, um, you're going to have to volunteer your time or something. You can choose. Mm -hmm. you know, but um, your time isn't your own. You need to give That's you right. know, That's right. your, That's your time right. back. And just in speaking with her about, okay, what am I going to, what am I going to volunteer for? And we had a, a few things to choose from. Mm -hmm. I chose the Special Olympics. Okay. And so um, I would be there, you know, we would have to set up you know, all of the activities that they were going to do. And then 
I end up having to like not run it because I don't want to say that but like <laughs> I was the person who had to like transition them to the next activity and I had okay. to get folks pumped up and yeah yeah you know what I'm saying it. and I had yeah. such a great experience doing it that yeah. year and I want to mm-hmm. say that might have been my that might have been my junior year mm-hmm. which for those of you who don't know like I had to come back for a red shirt senior year and then mm-hmm. a private <laughs> senior year so yeah um and I went I went back and did the Special Olympics at Howard even after I graduated mm-hmm. which yeah I mean there wasn't an obligation at the time, but after graduating, you know, it definitely wasn't an obligation. And I just, right. I'm sorry, I, I gave this long old story to really just no, say, no. like, I think about like just how excited everyone was just to participate and do these activities yeah. and they felt good yeah. about it. And just being a part of that made me feel good. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and so to see a story um of an athlete like going to an athlete with disabilities let mm-hmm. me be clear mm-hmm. going to the highest point of yeah. sport yeah like like you That's said that way. makes me smile yeah you know can't help but smile can't help but you know. smile and so yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad like this was uh this was our feel good final thought yes place. absolutely and 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 not to slight her um, she's the, also the first person with Down syndrome to play in a college championship. Oh, wow. Yeah. So breaking not all, to slight her, breaking, but she worked all types of barriers. Right. I love it. <laughs> and I hope that that means more people, more people with disabilities get with, I hate saying that. I really do. But I yeah. know that's how it's termed because right. I don't like to say it, but that's what it's termed. Get more opportunities to do things like yeah. this. Like that is amazing. I love right. it. Kudos to you, Miss Amy. Miss Bockerstedt. Bockerstedt, yeah. I have. You got it on. No, you did on the first joint. You just, on the yeah. first joint, listen. If you had seen me at that baseball game last night, trying to pronounce, try to pronounce it. Names. <laughs> Somebody's name was J O H N A B I E L L E. I thought I had it at first, then you just started putting some other letters in there. I was, I was like, like, is it Jonathan Hill? What is this child's name? Like, what is this? Of course, you know who was like, John. We're going to shorten it. John. I was like, no. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. Yeah. All good. All good. All right. Show picks. Yeah. What's watching? So I saw this a couple of weeks ago, but I've forgotten mm-hmm. that I saw it and how good it was. Mm-hmm. It was it's based on a true story. Mm-hmm. It's called Concrete Cowboy. Idris yeah. Elba stars in this movie. Mm-hmm. It is really good. I didn't think I'd want to watch it because I'm not the Western, you know, yeah. I don't, that ain't my, I love horses, but I'm not mm-hmm. into like that cowboy kind of, yeah. you know, that kind of <laughs> thing. But it was really it was really good. I would recommend that people go watch it, not only because like it's just cinematically it was good, but because the story of these these people in this urban area who Philly. who have their own, yeah, Philly, have mm-hmm. their own like stable in yeah. the middle of the city. They ride mm-hmm. their horses, right? 
and it's yeah. just like, wait, what? I mean, this man had a horse in the middle of his house. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. One of the horses was staying in his house. I'm like, what is this? But this is the story is built around them and their their love of riding. Mm-hmm. But then it's so much deeper than that because it's still talking about the violence, the gang violence, the drugs, mm-hmm. the, the things that are still happening in the urban area right. that they lived in while 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 being cowboys, basically. Yeah. And I love that they integrated some of the actual people who participate as cowboys in, that, that are part of this crew for real mm-hmm. as actors in the movie. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that, I I love it when they do stuff like that. Like yeah, you know, so they I, I were talk actually, about the wire all the time. Yeah, I, they, so I thought that was really cool. But no, that was a really it's it is worth the watch. I would say. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I, I I saw the uh, preview of it, and I knew mm-hmm. that that was one of the the movies that I had to add to the list of the ones mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm gonna have to watch. Yeah, go watch it. It's it's a yeah. good one. Yeah. Um, I believe this was one of your show picks a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. Yep. And so I sat down and watched it as you told I me. I told you. You didn't text me like you said you would. I didn't. You didn't. You said oh, I was gonna I've watch been, it. You were supposed to text me. I was last supposed to text week. you as soon as soon as I started okay. watching it. Because oh, it was worth it, right? Oh, it was worth it. Wait, I didn't <laughs> my first time watching it. When did I start watching it? It was a couple of I might have been Monday, I think. Oh, okay. Was it Monday? It's worth it though. This I don't even think I don't even think you gave it like I don't even think you gave it as much justice as it needed because this is hilarious. First of all, Mike Epps and Wanda Sykes. Whatever he's going, whatever he does, he's going to be funny. Wanda Sykes is the wild card. She's she always been funny. Hilarious, but she's hilarious in this. Hilarious. You know, so we love this show, but <laughs> I think I think that. Uh, what is her name? I don't want to mess with Kim Fields. Kim Fields. I I was trying so hard not to say Tootie from the Facts of Life. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't even go with Regine. You were going back to Tootie. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> no, but so like she does really good at the, the dramatic scenes mm-hmm. because I think that's what type of actress she actress is. Actress she is, right. Um, but like, I feel like her attempts at being funny around this cast mm-hmm. kind of fall short because Mike Epps mm-hmm. and Wanda Sykes are so funny. Like, in, yeah. in, in, in fairness to her, there are some moments in there where like she's funny in her own ways. Yeah, because like, Judy was on a comedy. Yeah. And and you know, uh, Lemon Singer was was, was kind of a she comedy. Was, yeah, well, and and she nailed Regine, which is like, I guess. Don't may, go there. I, I'm gonna t- you no, know no, my no, cousin no. calls me that. I know. I was, I was gonna bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, she nails Regine, and I think that like because she was funny in that role. Yeah, I think the issue, and it might be my issue, it might not even be that. I think the issue is because I've seen her, like, you know, don't judge play me. that role. No, no, I, I've seen her, like, and how she really is. Like when she was on yeah. Real Housewives of Atlanta. Oh, I didn't. She, you know, I didn't no, no, it. she was the classiest thing on there. She was right, very right, right. like, 
And right. so what I saw from that was like she's nothing like how how Regine was like. Yeah. You know, and so I feel like, and this might be the mark of a great actress. Looking at her play this role, uh-huh. feels nothing like her. You and know that's what I'm a good thing, though. That's, like, no, that's a great I think thing. That's why she did it. Right. It stretches her and it takes her out of that kind of box that she could easily be put in because she played Regine so well. And that's why I feel like it's me. Yeah. It's probably yeah. it's probably me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like just um, which you know, the mark of a great actor or actress is to see them be so much different than themselves. Yeah. Like that's when you know they've they've yeah, Master to see her cussing, that's what people, even people been like, watching Kim Fields cuss just made me cringe, like, what? But I it, love it. I love that she stretched herself and did yeah. something that was totally outside of the box of what we would expect of her. So, yeah. I, I don't know. The show is hilarious. No, it's, it's it's hilarious. And I'm sorry that I was being nitpicky about it. But no, you could. <laughs> no, no, I love the show. The, I do. I, I do, the, too. The like, you undersold under it. Yes. The storylines are what make between Wanda and Mike and the storyline. Yeah. It's just it's a, it's, it, yeah. you don't get no better. Like it's yeah. really, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. You said I undersold it. I tried yeah. to say I tried. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I, so no, when when I was going to go, you know, look at it or whatever, and I was thinking to myself, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, this is gonna be funny. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think about the in no disrespect to Jamie Foxx, like. Oh yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. so. It's totally different than that. Totally sure. different. Now. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Um, David Allen Greer. David Allen Greer saves the show because he's saves hilarious. It. Absolutely. He, he saves the show, and Absolutely. so I was kind of. I didn't want to get my hopes up. Mm-hmm. I was expecting mm-hmm. it to be good, but I didn't want to get my mm-hmm. hopes up. So in comparison to that. I was like, oh no, this is hilarious. This is hilarious. <laughs> this is hilarious. Listen, yes. And I just like I said, the storylines, the things they talk about, mm-hmm. it feels so. I don't want to use stereotypes, but I don't know another way to say it. It feels so black family. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this feels well, like well, everybody family for real. Like this well, could be the, easily. The thing, I certainly <laughs> identify. <laughs> I certainly this identify. Easily. But, the, but when, the, I'm still on the ghetto twins. That's funny. oh yes, yeah. Y'all came up with stuff with that with the ghetto yeah. twins. Oh no, okay. I, no, but that that's 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 it must be real. I, I don't yeah. know nothing about it. I've yeah, never heard that. Uh, I'm Regine, um, I guess. <laughs> you know, I thought about you, right? Oh, when you watch the show, oh, I'm yes. sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this were they? Wait, did they? Did they talk to? Let me go holler at Tyler, Tyler Perry now. Oh my like, god! Because <laughs> if they can put this show out, <laughs> uh, how many times? See, you, didn't yell up, you, you had didn't... done it when I told you to do it. This yeah. would be you instead of them. Yeah, that's true. This would have been your show <laughs> with Tyler Perry instead of them. Yeah. Yeah, but no, it's it's one of yeah. yeah, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's a good, good show. It listen. You need a laugh. I just say <laughs> that's it I'm right there. Don't head tune in. I might watch it again just to laugh again because it's one of those like right. they say yeah. And you know how I do with shows like with yeah. a with a everybody hates Chris or with a uh, yeah. Um, the the Carmichael show I'm I'll yes. watch that joint for eternity. <laughs> right, 
like that's so right now. I mean, I'm not throwing out another show quick, but I had to share this with my aunt because I don't know. Have you watched Shit's Creek at all? I haven't, but I keep seeing it. And I'm like, listen, I, I laugh like a schoolgirl every time I see it. Listen, <laughs> it is, it is so stupid. It's funny. Yeah. I gotta check that out. I love this show. That's one of those for me. I can just yeah. watch. I just be. I literally be at work when I'm not with a patient and I'm just typing mm-hmm. stuff up with with my headphones on, watching Shit's Creek at work. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to check that one out too. It's hilarious. <laughs> just stupid. My aunt called me like, "Girl, where's this show been? This is so funny." <laughs> so oh, yeah. Man. But all right, we made we are it at the end of another one. Yes. Let me go. Uh, <laughs> let's say our salutations to the folks, so I can go toss your nephew in the shower. <laughs> hey, he been great. He has. Listen, he, he really has been great. So yeah, let's for, go for a six year old. Uh, right. You know. Be, hey, uh, no, this is great. Thank yeah. you, thank you, Jack. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna tell him because if I invite him in here right now, he's going to stand in Oh, we're going to be on another yeah, 30 minutes. Yeah, we're going to be on another 30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, but thank you guys out there for, for watching and listening. Um, for sure. We truly appreciate it because we've seen the numbers um, in video and audio increase. So um, those thank of you, you who, are, who are catching on and, you know, <laughs> uh, listening more, like we truly appreciate you guys. Um, Absolutely. Um, I'm excited by it. I saw the numbers jumping. I was like, really? After missing three weeks, you get these numbers. Hey, like listen. The folks missed us. <laughs> we back. Good to know you were missed, right? Right. right. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Nah, but um, if you want to reach out to us, you could definitely hit us up on our email account, fill the number two, the real podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, Reach out to us on Twitter, feel the number two, the real P1. That's at feel the number two, the real P1. Um, hit us up on IG, feel at feel the number two, the real podcast. Um, definitely go to our YouTube page. It's that that's um, feel to the real podcast. Like, share, subscribe, um, comment. And none of them weird comments that some of y'all be putting. I think that's bots or something that's like putting some weird stuff up there. I haven't looked. You know, I don't look. So. Yeah, I, yeah. You, I, I didn't try to click on it because it looked like it might be a, a link to something. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. We, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and check out our, our Facebook page. Yeah. Um, every time that we have a video come out on YouTube. You guys will see it on Facebook. So um, come to our page, interact with us. You know what I'm saying? Let us know how you feel about what we're doing. Definitely let us know if there are, you know, some athletes out there that we can talk to, um, have conversations with, um, just to be a, a support, you know, and if you have some sure. connections to some of these universities, definitely, you know, plug us if you can. We'd like that. Please and thank you. We would, we would appreciate that. <clears throat> yes, but please and thank you. 
But this is For episode sure. 110 of the Field to the Real podcast. And All right, yeah. double digits. Out. Yes. Peace. Peace. <laughs> ah, yeah. You know, yeah. I put it in front of my shirt. Nah, nah. White. That right one? Oh, no. It yes, it disappeared. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, no, don't say it. That. You know what? I'm just going to sit on my hands. I'm right. not going to do it. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> you was good with the left hand, but when that right one came up, oh my god, that thing disappeared. Oh no, <laughs> she's not giving you. She's not flipping the I'm bird. I'm not guys. giving. You, I promise. <laughs> All right, y'all. We love y'all. Bye. We out. Bye. Now put the cameras on me. 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 Put the cameras on me.